For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 242 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting today's show is Ken Clark. Appreciate that again, Corey C. As he stated, my name's Ken Clark. I'll be your host for today's show. You're back joining me today. I got the game. Zoe and Shaq, what's up, brothers? What's good, Ken? What's good, Zoe? What's good, D.I. Love family? <laughs> what it do, Ken? What up, Shaq? B.A., Big Aristotle. What up, D.I. Love family? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We back again. Come fresh off a, a, a spicy one, man. We, we, we've been, you know, dropping some heat lately. And, hey, man, we had to come back again. I know uh, people think we always covering football. But, look, man, we going to cover whatever we feel is hot. We got basketball shows. We got women's basketball shows. We got football. We got current events. We got everything. Anything that's covered in Tiger Talk, we're going to talk about it. So guess what? We back today because one of the things we did want to talk about, we just passed the draft. We have our draft show. If you haven't tapped into that draft show, and that draft post-draft show, go ahead and tap into that. Um, but one of the things we we wanted to kind of, anytime something is dropped, it's any whenever there's any nuggets, we always want to try to extract the essence of great points that are made and um, this one was in reference to the fact that we know a lot of pl- the, the ultimate goal. I think we all can agree. The ultimate goal has always been to get to the NFL, right? We've discussed NIL. We've discussed um, all these different things in relation to college football. As I stated, the ultimate goal is to get to the NFL. However, if that dream is not immediately realized, there are other alternates. And we want to just kind of make this show because like I said, we do cover Jackson state, which is an HBCU. And we always are, we, we, we always have a senior class as does every other HBCU of football players that if they don't get to the NFL in the past times, their careers were pretty much over. Well, guys, guess what? There's a new day that has arisen, man. And what I say has arose, has arisen. Anyway, there's a new day um, in relation to professional football. And um, we know we had our very own James, the problem, Houston, was drafted six round, 207. Shout out to James. 
rooting for you, brother. All the best to you. And we had a slew of other uh, JSU Tigers that went on to uh, sign undrafted free agent deals, get rookie invites. We're not going to go through that again because we have a whole show where we've dissected that and let you know where everybody went and where everybody was. Hopefully at this time that we're recording the show, everybody made a roster spot. If they didn't, what we're talking about today would let them know, hey, your career may not necessarily be over. Shout out to Mr. Warren Newman, who went on to the CFL. And by CFL, we mean the Canadian Football League to go and sign a undrafted free agent deal with the Montreal Alouettes. It was some footage out there. He was out there abusing some DB, running some <laughs> routes. Yes, sir. And he's doing what he doing what he does. You know, shout out to Warren, sweet feet, pocket rocket, Newman. <laughs> Rooting woo. for you, brother. Love you, man. But fellas, what we wanted to talk about today is we got two new leagues that have arisen, arisen, arised. You know what I'm trying to say. Which one is it, man? Is it um you could say arisen? Arisen, all right, whatever. It just sound wrong. I think I said the right thing. Or no, <laughs> or risen, or risen. It doesn't, but look. Hey, listen, I, is- I don't even want this to be edited out. This is raw. <laughs> this is real. This is <laughs> hey, we're giving it to you spot on. So, Cord, I'm throwing this out. Cord, don't edit this out. Leave this in there. We're gonna we, we hey, laugh with us, but this is this is why we love doing what we do. Anyway, we wanted to talk about the USFL and the XFL. The USFL is already going on right now, you know. Um, shout out to them. They 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 kicked off their spring season, and and I would say it's going pretty well. We've had a a nice little chunk of uh HBCU players that have had the opportunity to get uh their names called uh, uh on the phone. Well, actually get a call to come in and try out and make make the roster because we know that um some were drafted on draft night, but since that time when the NFL draft had passed, we had um, a few more to sign on to some contracts. We're not going to delve into them. We just kind of wanted to do a more of a top line uh, overview of what we're talking about. And more specifically, I wanted to highlight the XFL. Now, here's the whole premise of this show. We had a previous show, one of these shows. We, we in, we, we've done over 200-plus shows on knocking down 300 almost, right? But Shaq made a great point in one of these shows not too long ago, um, somewhere in the Rolodex. You know, I'm pretty sure if if V. Corey C. can find that clip, he going to play that bad baby right where we – right about now. <laughs> but, if he, but even if he doesn't, what I wanted to say was one of the things we talked about – let me get serious. We talked about how you felt that the XFL and the USFL was going to be – a, a really good system, uh, what do you say, farm system for HBCU players and talent. And um, right along that line, I want to mention one thing, and I'll shut up and let you guys shoot and fire away. So early part of March, they put out, the XFL released a, a uh, an article, basically, and I'll, I'll read it, and then I'll, I'll shut up and let y'all jump in. The XFL announced they will host a series of player showcases across the United States in June and July. So we're right up on that time in partnership with the American National Combines, right? These showcases will give prospective football players a chance to exhibit their skills in front of XFL coaches and personnel directors. Players will be evaluated based on their performance for inclusion in the XFL draft pool for the upcoming 2023 season. 
We are excited to kick off this showcase series and begin opening more doors for aspiring football players across the entire country, said Danny Garcia, chairwoman and owner, our intentional showcase. And this is why we came to our listeners, our intentional showcase locations such as Jackson State University, one of the largest HBCUs in the country. And then they go on to talk about the other showcases in, in Hawaii and said how these are direct reflections of the XFL's core values of diversity, inclusion, and accessibility. So Shaq, I'm starting to think you, 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 you're you the Oracle, brother. I'm going to have to give you a new, <laughs> new nickname, man. You're always dropping nuggets. We did the Paradigm Prime. We started seeing Paradigm Shift pop up all over the place. Now, here we are. We got some meat to add to what you mentioned a while ago, man. All right, I said a whole lot. Go ahead, fire away. Well, uh, you guys know that I like to say history always repeats itself. We already know that. And we know that the NFL, um, during its infancy and foundation, uh, was a direct uh, was directly related to the HBCUs. It was pretty much a direct pipeline because uh, they had to follow the talent to get the best product on the field. And so you saw a plethora of HBCU graduates and players of course, you know, Jackson State, HBCUs probably lead with most of the Hall of Famers across the board in the NFL because there was a, an immediate pipeline that they were able to garner talent from. Well, as the years have progressed, you know, the Power Five institutions caught up and um, our talent started going to the Power Five institutions and the rest is history. But now, again, you have a repeat. You have a foundational program, the XFL, and also um, um the secondary um what's the, USFL. Program? the USFL. usfl yeah um you have these programs in its infancy being started and they need a pipeline of talent to pull from and you have on the opposite end of the spectrum um, a need for visibility amongst the hbcus so undoubtedly you have an attraction you have a match you have a a, a, a plethora of talent in the HBCUs, but because of, you know, visibility concerns and because of negative stereotypes and also because of the influence of larger institutions, those players don't get the spotlight or the shine that they deservedly should be warranted. And so now the XFL is here to basically bridge the gap, if you will, to attract that talent. So undoubtedly, you're going to see a lot of HBCU players start to build the foundation of these leagues. And I believe they're going to be successful. I believe mm -hmm. it's going to show proof that there is a viable product in the HBCUs that if, if it wasn't for um, the TV contracts that the SEC gets and the Big Ten gets and the Pac-10 gets, if those same TV contracts were readily available for the HBCU football programs in general, you will see the same level of talent across the board on your TVs on YouTube, whatever you want to call it, whatever your platform, digital platform is. But because there is less viability and visibility across the board, these players obviously don't get seen. And so it is my belief that now that there is some type of um, platform where these players can go to after they graduate or after they exhaust their eligibility, you're going to see a lot of these players start to thrive. Well, outside of that, you know, the, the main thing, uh, I said this on a previous show as well, is the main beautiful thing about both leagues, to be honest, is 
typically you'll have great players from HBCUs or other FCS schools. When they don't get drafted, you know, you're going to have a certain number to the practice squad. And the bulk of guys will actually go to arena ball, basically into obscurity. And so the thing is, you have viable talent out there. But, you know, a lot of guys will lose the desire to train because there is no viable end game for them to get to the NFL. Because the numbers, you know, you're talking about uh, Michael Lewis, a beer man. I mean, he's one of one. You know, how many uh, stories of those do you have? It's just not a viable option with regards to not making an NFL roster. You know, your best bet is to say, hey, try to make uh, the practice squad. But if I don't get that, then what? And it's like you need – and the best way we know to get good at football is to play football. And, you know, it's a different thing when you're in a arena league. But then again, who's watching you? Are they really taking that film seriously, you know? So the thing is now you have these two viable leagues, and the time frame that they play is very important because these are both two spring leagues, you know? And so now it's like if I don't get drafted – hey, I can actually play in the spring. Soon this draft is over that I don't – let's say I make a, a rookie minute camp, but I get X'd out, right? And I'm, I don't have an invite to training camp. But here's the thing. Training camp pretty much is going to start at the end of both of these league seasons. Yep. So you know what? I don't I don't make – I get cut at rookie minute camp. I go straight to trying out or, 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 or a team could possibly have my rights. And I'm playing, uh, I'm playing a season. So two things are happening. I'm working on my craft, but I'm also putting something on film against other viable competition because these aren't just FCS players. These are players from power fives from, right. you know, from the group of five. It's a, it's a, it's a conglomerate of players of viable talent and they're all working toward uh, getting a shot to the NFL. So you can actually, to... you actually have something that you can actually segue to a training camp invite. So 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 let me add this, man, I, to your to both of you guys' points, because we want to kind of make this stick. I know I'm, I'm gonna stick in on the XFL. I mean, most of our listeners, if they if they're not aware, the USFL is still going on. Like I said, we I think recently you had Marquise McLean who played in HBC Legacy Bowl along with Ezra Gray. Um, McLean was uh, from Southern, and Ezra Gray was from uh, Alabama State. They both just recently signed. Um, uh, free agent contracts and they they ready to suit up for the uh, what is it new orleans uh breakers i think is the name of the team so that's it, me that's, if I'm it. Wrong. that's it okay and and then that's like i said and these are these are professional leagues man one thing i do want to mention i want to go ahead and list the name of the teams uh for the xfl and then you know i'm not going to go through the usfl because uh the basis of the show is really to highlight an additional league the usfl is great and it's going great Really good football. Um, they've already had their draft in the middle. And then one of my favorite former, I know we talked on talk about Alabama, but I was a you know Roll Tide fan. And um, I was a big fan of Bo Scarborough. We thought Bo Scarborough was gonna be the next Derrick Henry. Um, he had some time. He got drafted, I think he got drafted, maybe signed a deal in the NFL, didn't really pan out. And um, first game, got re- he signed a free agent contract, first game over 100 yards, touchdown. And he signed with the Birmingham Stallions. So um Again, that let us know then that you can sign. And there's a lot of former NFL players that are partnered and that are, uh, I would say, NFL players as well as NFL coaches that are part of the USFL. And there is some intentional energy being put behind the giving HBCU players opportunities. Uh, we do know of uh, some, some, I'll say it this way, there is some real energy and effort behind some connections, quote unquote, I'm not going to specify specifically, but let's just say it this way. A certain particular person 
that's in the HBCU world got connections and that particular person knows somebody at the USFL and are trying they making sure that those that are those players that didn't get to the NFL will get looks at the USFL. But we also had two players, and we mentioned on our previous show, that we felt would have got NFL um, offers and opportunities or rookie mini camps or undrafted free agent. And that was our very own Keontae Hampton and, and, and Antoine Owens. Again, to Zoe's uh, point on that show, we mentioned, look, it's great to get film. See, now, like he said, your, your career isn't over if you don't make it to the NFL. You can continue to train and you can continue to work out and get a league. And I also want to mention that White Tiger that played back in, was it 2012, 2013? Uh, Mr. Terrio, uh, Casey Terrio went on over to play. I wanted, was it in, in Germany? In, in Germany. Had a phenomenal professional career. And this is prior to any of these new leagues that existed. So I know if if he was playing during that time, he would have definitely thrived in the U.S. But uh, as far as the UXFL, let's just mention these teams. Uh, new York Guardians is going to be one team. So you'd be playing in New York City. The D.C. Defenders, that's a team. The St. Louis Battlehawks, the Tampa Bay Vipers, the Houston Roughnecks, the Dallas Renegades, the Seattle Dragons, and on the West Coast, rounding it off, the Los Angeles Wildcats. So we're talking, what is that? We're talking eight additional rosters, you know, even if, and, 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 and if they have, let's say they do 50, let's say they do you got, 53. You got more than that, though. You got DC Defenders. You got the, uh, I mentioned the DC Defenders. Oh, you got the LA Wildcats. Yeah, I got uh, all of them. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got all of them listed. It's, it's only, it's on, it's a total of eight as of at this very moment. That's oh, it's fourteen. Out. It's fourteen. It is fourteen. Yeah, you got the, you got New York, New Jersey. You got uh, Los Angeles Extreme, San Francisco Demons, Memphis Maniacs, Pittsburgh Marlins. Well, I stand correct. Now, I was going off the article. The article I was reading from only showed those eighteens. Well, but look, hey. I'm, hey, listen, don't edit this. We're going to leave it just like this. I mean, the point that we're making is that's even better, though. If it's eight, if it's 14 teams, that's just so many more opportunities. But this is what I wanted to kind of hone in on because we knew that I know Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the owner, and we feel like there's going to be some real serious energy put behind this. But this is what I want to move to, and you guys can speak to this. So not it was only maybe a week or so ago, a little over a week ago, um, they went out on Twitter, on the XFL's Twitter page. And go follow them, XFL 2023. And I'll quote, I'm going to read this, this tweet. We're making it official. We formed a multi-year agreement with Walt Disney Company and ESPN who will have exclusive broadcast rights for the 2023 through 2027 game day content, tent pole events, and more. Each season's 43 games will be aired and streamed across ABC, ESPN, and FX. And it talked about basically a whole package. That is a that's an awesome announcement. So get not only changer. are you gonna get a chance, that's a game changer. So not only are you gonna get a chance to go and play at the XFL level and put on film, but you're gonna get prime time TV slots, man. So oh my goodness, man, this is phenomenal for HBCU as the HBCU momentum continue to rise 
and we get to know these players and we get to uh, follow these players in the HBCU ranks. Listen, we understand that the FCS and the FBS, we, gonna, we, 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 we get all of that, but we're talking about the HBCU player and how this gives a lot of our HBCU players a real true opportunity to play in a professional league and be able to extend their professional career outside of the NFL. And listen, you're not playing for free. I don't see nowhere where it says that anytime you get a TV deal, that's money, isn't it? Ain't that money? It's guaranteed. <laughs> so, that is guaranteed. So, so the point I'm making is, are, are the salaries are going to be, there's a misconception that everybody that in the NFL got a big contract. That's not true. There's a lot of NFL players that, that's making a million dollars or less. That's some that's making only a million, a million or two. And that's, I get that's it. some that are making 250 to 300. Absolutely. Practice players. Practice Absolutely. players. But imagine if you're playing a, a hyphenated season and you get a chance to go out and play. It's, it's a strong possibility you can go have a phenomenal season in the XFL or USFL in the springtime, continue to work out. And guess what? You may sign a free agent contract with the NFL. That's what bump, I'm saying. Bump your pay up. Bump your pay up, man. So, again, we wanted to kind of come back and highlight this because we wanted to add some meat to it. And I just think I want I, – that's pretty much what I wanted to put out there so we can talk about it. A TV deal. You're talking eight to additional 14 teams. 43 games played over spring season in, in conjunction with the USFL, not to mention the Canadian Football League that's been around for, for forever and a day in the NFL. But my point is, is that to all of our HBCU players and all of those high schoolers, right, that are looking to play not just college football, but play professional football, hey, there's a wave to get to the next level, and that wave is through the HBCU route. Go ahead, fellas. Very much so. Um, again, it, it, it adds to what we like to say, the end game. Because, again, you know, I have to highlight it again. You know, there is no finality that, hey, I wasn't one of the top 300 players to get drafted or – you know, get a, you know, or I possibly got a free agent, you know, undrafted free agent contract or, or a tryout and tryouts. Let's just be real guys. It, it's slim pickings on the, you know, getting a tryout offer and actually making that roster is, it's, it's extremely rare that you have success stories from that, but you, you've had a few, but the thing is you still can take that opportunity. And if it doesn't work out, it's not over for you. That's the beautiful thing about it. Also to touch on what you just stated, Ken, you're talking about, you know, hey, going to the USFL or the XFL, let's just throw some out there. Let's just say it's the spring season. You're talking roughly about four months, and you, you're, you're speaking of, hey, you know, possibly let's just throw some out there. We don't know the numbers, but we know there, there's not going to be extreme wealth in both of these leagues. But let's just throw a figure out there. Let's say, hey, over the time, you possibly could sign a $100,000 contract, you know, over a four-month period. You know, you're 21, 22 years old. That's good money. But also, I could take that money and have use that opportunity, and I could segue that to making a 53-man roster in the NFL. Because bear in mind, that's not necessarily $100,000 a year. That's $100,000 over a four-month period. That's good money over four months. That's a great point. That's you know, and so and, – and so, <laughs> That's really good money. And then to, to take that – segue with a great because again what it does provide you with an opportunity to keep things on film to try out to make another man right because the one thing that's guaranteed in football is injury and when when and when do we get a lot of great injury guys in training camp yep 
And, and so again, you, this is a great segue opportunity to say, hey, we got plenty of guys that won the XFL championship or the USFL, USFL championship and segue that championship into a draft invite and make and make a 53 man roster in the NFL. So again, it just it helps with the numbers, guys. And so that and that helps with the end game. And guess what? Even if it's like, hey, I only played in the spring league, I got some on film. And guess what? I can see if I don't make the 53 mark 53 man roster, I get another opportunity. I'm gonna work out. I got another opportunity to come back the following year and do it again. See, that's the beautiful thing about saying there's no end game. You know, now it changes what your end game is going to be. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And you're a professional. Yeah, what, what it does is it, provi it provides you a multitude of options. You got, you, got, you got options that you can utilize to your advantage. And Very so, similar to, to professional basketball. Exactly. You got options. Like yeah. And so, whereas in the past, if you didn't make it, you're done, right? I mean, you can, you, can, you can either go to the Arena Football League or you can try your shot at the Canadian Football League. And now you have two more additional options where you can increase your visibility across the board. So I think this is going to be a huge benefit for HBCU players. I think you guys. No, I mean, go ahead. And, and just just adding on to the, the 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 what we discussed in regards to a paradigm shift. Like, can we? I mean, look at where they're stopping at. The fact that they're showcasing it speaks to the work and 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 that that our that our very own head coach, Coach Prime, has done and relationships matter relationship is capital um it's current relationships are current it's currency man it, it's it's it, it shows because that that and hit and look at this that's also another recruiting tool when you get the xfl showcasing and having players playing there's going to be footage yeah, there's going to be pictures there's going to be videos of players and that are out there hbc is playing and guess what they're going to be practicing on that beautiful Turf practice field at Jackson State University. When they're listen, that beautiful locker room that we just uh had uh <laughs> open up on campus, guess what? Those players are gonna be getting dressed in that locker room. Those same players are gonna be taking showers. Facilities, the fellas. They're not just going to show up and be in any, they're going to be utilizing our facilities. But this is the point I'm making. When you capture that, oh my goodness, man. Imagine that player that wants to be a part of a change. Imagine that player that wants to partner with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. What if a five star decides, you know what? I want to be the face of this league. I want to be the face of it. Of changes everything. It changes it everything, Ken. Changes everything. I mean, I'm just saying the magnitude. I'm saying anytime you invest in, let's just talk about business. You're not investing in a business that you that you're expecting to fail. You you investing for the to make money. Yeah, you investing for the is to have, you, you you you. Your my point is the whole point is to be successful. So you can bet your bottom dollar on it that they may that's probably going to be some 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 creativity with rules, some some some. You know, they're going to be a lot of things that the NFL will get to that they can experiment that maybe the NFL can't do. So, I didn't see the, the full breakdown of uh, I haven't watched a lot of USA, USFL football. Um, I watched a little bit of it, but again, I saw the draft, and I'll just be honest with you my, my heart and in, in, in interest is, is in the HBCU space. There's a few HBCU players that are there, but as that footprint 
widens. I'm, I want to go see Marquise McClain and Ezra Gray play because I, I follow HBCUs. So as you see those HBCU players um, fill up those rosters, I think that's going to be a great interest, man. You know, I, I do uh, so. I do too. I think yeah. I think you're going to see the popularity start to increase dramatically over the next few years. I think year one. Let, let, let me let me add one more thing. I mean, cut y'all shake. Get the chance to go to an NFL game. Can we can we be honest about the, about mm. the tickets? That's we dealing with inflation right now. So how dope would it be to go watch a mm. professional football game that ain't gonna break the bank? You see what I'm saying? Now, if you might, I'm talking about the, for those mm -hmm. cities that there be a game in your local area. You know, LA Wildcats. Hey man, listen, I'm gonna try to go tap in because if especially if there's a Jackson State player playing on that roster, you know, I'm gonna be there. And I'm just saying, like. Most for, for the most part, we'll be watching it on TV because uh, if it's not in your local market, but the Dallas Roughnecks, the Houston Rednecks, the Roughnecks, uh, not Rednecks. <laughs> I hope it ain't the name of the Rednecks, <laughs> the Houston Roughnecks. So the Texas market, it'll be strong. There's a there's a really good footprint of HBCU uh, grads and, and, and players in that area. So I could only expect us to, to patronize that product if we have a lot of players that we can identify with and that we can familiar, familiarize ourselves with. You can draft all them Deckham FCS players from Eastern Washington and, and, and Montana State that we don't know nothing about if you want to. Good luck with that. But anyway, that's my take on that. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think I think year one is uh, of the of the jump off of the leagues is a filling out process. Uh, and trying to make sure the rosters are complete, but I think by year year three, you're gonna really start to see this thing start to galvanize and, and really develop some momentum. Well, actually, actually, Shaq, let me let me let me let me actually add this. You know, um, being that I'm familiar with with one more so than the other, uh, the USFL is actually doing good numbers right now, television wise. Also, when they actually go back, because they pretty much are like in a bubble state right now, being that they're in one city in Birmingham. But let me just tell you guys. Because the, the USFL has a great past. When they go back to the regular cities, the USFL is going to have pretty good attendance across the board. There is a nostalgia with that particular league because of the success they had in their first year back in 82. And, you know, there were some unforeseen issues as to why they folded, you know, in the year of 83. Because you have to bear in mind, when they first came into existence, they were overpaying all these great college stars. And so they had high-profile high names to kick the league off. You know, Doug Doug Williams actually played with the Tampa Bay with the uh, Tampa Bay Bandits. I'm sorry, right. the Houston Gamblers, and he actually segued to get drafted into the NFL. Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, uh, all these high profile college guys signed multi million dollar contracts to go to the USFL. You know, and so there's a great nostalgia there, and they brought the same franchises back. So they're doing great numbers there. But I can assure you, uh, when they go back next year. Um, the viewing numbers stay the same, but they're going to be attended well. The XFL hit it off with a bang, but they ran into financial issues when it was under Vince McMahon. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, because everybody remembers he hate me and the whole, you know, we're going to run and race down for the ball, you know, uh, for who's going to kick off the, the game. And they had great, you know, um, innovative, you know, rules and things that they implemented. And that was the thing that caught on for the XFL. So to add to what you're saying, they're both going to take off. But let me add one other caveat, too. Okay. If you guys are familiar with the NFL and how the NFL started, if you remember, the NFL only had a few teams and then up and along came the AFL. 
All right. The AFL was not in competition with the NFL, but the NFL was the powerhouse. The AFL came in and but the AFL was about to fold. And what did they do? They merged. Mm -hmm. And when they merged, the NFL became a behemoth. Mm -hmm. Well, bear in mind, guy, we got two leagues that are both what? Spring leagues. Uh -oh. And oh, wow. dare, dare I say, do not be shocked because I think it'd be beneficial. Just follow where I'm going with this. No, I agree. Speaking. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, roll okay. me a hypothetical when I say no. this because if you look at the markets and you look at it as a spring league, major feeder league for the NFL, so you'll have some under underdeveloped talent. And also, when guys actually get waived or whatever the case may be, they can send them back down to whatever it'll be called, the USFL, the XFL, you know, for guys for development and it will actually be a feeder league for the nfl because it is a spring league after all i can actually see these these, these league merging at some point yeah Great i point. i i can i can i can agree with that let me throw one thing in there because we always are talking about this i, I want to throw a caveat in there coaching opportunities Yep, these For new minorities are going to yep. give minority HBCU coaches because that's one of the yep. things that you know when Coach Prime came and he started. Some people will think that like you know there are some great coaches out here that are getting paid pretty good salaries, but we would say on par with the F the FCS and the Power Five. It's 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 not even close. But imagine the opportunities that are going to be there. I don't think they're going to always. It's it's not only is it going to be a springboard for some young African American HBCU talent, but it's also going to be for those HBCU coaches that are going to be hot. There are going to be more opportunities for coaches coming out of the high school ranks, more coaches that are coming out of the HBCU college rank. Which when that takes place, if we do have any time. See, this is, this is a good thing. I used to work for a company. I'm not going to say the name, but they only promoted from within. It was a, a very good company, had a really good management trainee program. Um, the reality of that system was whenever one position, you had to get to a certain level in order to interview for, let's say, assistant manager role. And, and in order to become a manager, you had to be have been an assistant, right? So when you become an, let's say, let's say, and then there are certain, I would say, offices that were so large that only managers could apply for that manager's position. So it was a domino effect. And it, the morale was amazing because if, let's say, this particular management office, that person moved up into a regional role. So a manager was assumed that manager's role, which would open up that role. And then an assistant would take that job, which would open up the assistant's job. It was like a domino effect, a compound uh, promotional opportunity. So what I'm saying is, is when you add 20 plus teams that are professional arenas that are going to be paying coaches really good salaries, um, that's going to give the minority head coaches in the HBCU ranks, as well as, uh, you know, non-African-American coaches, but the point I'm making is that's going to open up opportunities for them. And when they decide to pursue those greater opportunities, guess what that's going to do? That's going to open up the door for someone to assume those HBCU head coaching and position coach roles. I guess the only thing I will add, because I think it's already been you know previously stated, but I'm excited for this run, man. I'm excited to see these kids get some visibility 
and these kids yeah. get picked up. I mean, because it all helps. It it helps. It helps HBCUs, and I mean all institutions, but specifically since we're talking, we came from HBCUs. It yeah. definitely helps us because we've been we've been stating for years that visibility is the thing that distinguishes between popularity and unpopularity. And there I say it, but there's some kids that get drafted to the NFL that probably don't deserve to be drafted, but because they came from a visible top, you know, you know, politics in a, in a top rated program and they had all eyes on them. Of course there's an attraction level, but we've seen it from time to time. These kids get to the NFL. They're in there for one year, two years and they're gone. They're done. Well, the one thing I want to add, man, is success breeds success, right? It does. It does. And, and, so, and so the one thing about that that I, I we got to highlight and remember, guys, it's going to be a beautiful thing not to be looked down upon at all when you can sit there and say, hey, this is Jackson State in, in the year of our Lord. Let's just give an example, 2024. And you sit there and say, hey, man, we have four guys drafted to the NFL. We had another three guys drafted to the USFL. Another four guys drafted to uh, the XFL, and they're all having success. And we had two guys to go to the Canadian Football League, and they're all having success. That's come, a very that's come a very, join us. Come join that's a, us. That's a that's a that's a very tangible thing. That's when you talk about this is why it's so important for the HBCUs around the nation to tell their own story. Um, the XFL kicks off spring 2023. So you got time. If you don't have some type of platform or some type of media driven way to um, show audiovisual and, and tell uh, audio, um, whether it be podcasts, whether it be, um, uh, you know, social media, you got to be able to tell your story. And, and hey. that's the thing that, go ahead. Hey, I, I, I mean, because y'all made another great point. You know, let's let's look on on the FCS level. You know, hey, guy was projected to be a late round draft pick to the NFL, suffers an injury late game season, right? Yep. And it kills your draft stock, right? Yeah. But then, hey, we'll take a flyer on you. You know, and you get drafted to the USFL, but the NFL guys are still watching because what they want to see how you come back from this injury. You perform well in the XFL in the USFL or XFL, man. Go, hey, man, he bounced back just fine. Go ahead and call this kid up and get him to a training camp. Absolutely. I mean, I think the the I think the success is going to be hinged on. I would like to see the top salaries in these ex- ex- expansion leagues to be greater than the undrafted free agent deals in the NFL. I think that's where you find a sweet spot. I don't know what the payroll looks like for the US. USFL, but I do feel like the XFL is going to do everything they can to make this work. And 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 like I said, that partnership with Disney is big time. Yeah, because, because now you can pay you can pay good salaries then. Yeah, Ken, that's a that's that's a you know, Ken, you just brought up a great point, my man. Yeah, because hey hey, let's let's take a look at that at uh at their French kid. Let's give an example. Hey. You're, you you went undrafted, but you, your agent is talking to some teams and they're willing to let you come out. You know what? I'm I'm going I'm to use a great example. You know, I, I have we're going to use Kylan Ritchie. Kylan okay. Ritchie went undrafted, got a chance for a tryout for the Saints. Now, here's the thing. You know, your agent telling you, hey, these are your options. You know, the Saints want to bring you in for a tryout at rookie minicamp. You know what I mean? But, hey, the USFL... Hey man, you're 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 looking at us as, as being a top draft pick in the USFL. You got a guaranteed contract of one hundred fifty thousand dollars. 
hey, do you do you take a shot at just going and rookie minicamp? Or you say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and take this money, go to the USFL, because I, I, I'm guaranteed to be on, on field, on, on the yes. field, making plays, and I can, I can re-up to get a better offer the next go-round into the NFL. Great point. That's a great that's, that's a great example of, of it becoming a benefit if you go undrafted. That's that's I mean, that's why you don't listen. I can't wait to see where Keontae is going to play football at next. Wherever he's going to be playing, I'm going to be. And we want to see him. And we want to see him. We want to see him. We play. want to see him play because we know we've seen him play since he was in high school. And this kid is a baller. And we know the measurables. I know the NFL is big on that. But man. To get the swag defensive player of the year in, 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 in on your team, and you go out there and see what this 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 young man could do, it would be amazing. How 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 cool would it have been if w- this was in place when Javancy came out of college? I know, right? Javancy Jones, Robert King. Javancy, I mean, Rob. Oh my goodness, I know Robert King played some Arena League football, but I'm just saying, I'm talking about just who went immediately into coaching. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. um, it's it's really cool to see that, man, because not every kid is going to want to go professionally into the football route. They're not going to want to play anymore. Some may want to go into the coaching ranks. You see what I'm saying? And that's what Javancy did do. Shout out to him. You know, one of our all-time greats, you know, defensive end, you know, in the past decade or so, uh, was a big fan of Javancy and and just, you know, it made me think about him in that in that regard. But Fellas, I think this is – I think we got something here, man. I think um, it, it, a lot's going to be determined in the near future. But Zoe made a great point, the possibility of a merger. We'll see, man. We'll see what they yeah. decide to do. You got to be got, fun in my opinion. You got the possibility of a merger and you got a guaranteed TV contract deals, which means more money. So either way it goes, the, right. the league the league is set up to, to succeed. They have put the building – the foundational building blocks in place for it to succeed. Now I tell you this much: the thing that I I feel like has something to do with that. You remember when COVID hit twenty? There was no twenty twenty two, no twenty twenty season. We had spring football in twenty twenty one. The top part of the spring, the viewership was there. Mm-hmm. So that gave the template that we watch football in the spring too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, hey man, it, it, it's all good, man. Yeah. But anyway, fellas, that's a great show. Another great show. Appreciate you, Zoe and Shaq, for coming on and and, and giving you expertise and perspective on what we just, you know, learned that the opportunities are going to be there for our HBCU players. So stay motivated, stay in shape, keep grinding, and keep pursuing that. If your dream is to play professional football, you just got two new opportunities to go do so. So all the best to you. And We appreciate you for tapping in to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. And that'll do it for episode 242 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify users. Rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so on. 
and we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.